I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Football is back, and we have you covered each weekday afternoon on OutKick's Hot Mic with Hutton with Rowe. Some of the best football guests from Armando Salguero and John McClain to Trey Wallace and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to the college football and NFL weekends. The Chiefs go for dynasty mode with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They're the favorite, right? Yeah, they have to be. The AFC goes through Arrowhead, but the Bengals and Jets, they're all in to reach Vegas, and the Bills and Dolphins are also confident. With Rowe, what about college football? Can you say three-peat? That's what they're hoping to say in Athens, Georgia, as the Bulldogs continue their march to college football dominance while a cast of usual characters led by Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama nip at their heels. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. Pull up to the bar with us each weekday afternoon. We're streaming live 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern across the Outkick Network. Podcasts available everywhere, and always check out Outkick.com. NFL and college football covering your favorite teams. Outkick's hot mic with Hutton and Withrow. Coming up on TMS, I hate the tuck. The Bride of Frankenberger. Tune in, turn on, and turn against. The Psychology of Strangers. Deer in the Doorbell Ditch. Our house is a very, very, very wrong house. Yeah, it is. Held it like an elephant. Exit through the dog poo. Work in 9 to 4.30. Big long dude doesn't give a tuck. I went to Area 51 and all I got was this lousy probe. Don't push down your slow friend, just outrun them. The Weed Whisperer. Pros and cons with Bill. Bouncy balls of pee with Bobby and Moore on this episode of The Morning Stream. Hi, I'm Vicki Chamburo here at the Sunny Surplus Store in Towson to show you that surplus military clothes and accessories can be very fashionable. Turning on the ladies is about the only thing I do well. I'm not a very good golfer. The Morning Stream. I live and die by the crystals. Greetings and good morning and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for March 7th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson and that guy is Brian Ibbett. Hello. Yes, I'm also very good at turning on the ladies. Just when they think I'm a nice guy, I turn on them. That's right. You turn on them and they never see you again. That's right. That's Brian's calling card. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We're going to do you one here. It's Tuesday and uh, that's exciting. (laughs) As you can tell, I've been uh, uh, wifeless, familyless for a couple of days now. Yes. And, uh, I, how can we tell? Is there a way we should be able to tell? Um, if you could see the kitchen, it's a little disheveled. Uh, I probably need to do some dishes. Uh, what else? Uh, I think the 
Kim, you're Kim, not just you're not just shoveling ground beef and kimchi out of a Tupperware <laughs> and putting it back in the fridge. Like basically, I haven't gotten that most, far yet. I am dirtying up dishes, warming up food, that sort of thing. But uh, give me a couple more days, Brian, and it'll be straight out of the tub. <laughs> um, my, did they, did yeah. they take the car? Did, did they drive it down to Vegas? They did. So I have no car. So you're carless. You are uh, wow. You are stranded. Stranded. At the yep. Um, <laughs> was supposed to have lunch with my daughter today. She was going to come out here with the kids, and we were going to go uh, grab lunch somewhere, but this, it snowed again, and so Dylan had to take the car that's better in the snow to get to work, and the car that's not good in the snow also doesn't fit two kids and a full-size adult in the back seat oh, or sure. the front seat, so she's going to... We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to waylay that. Can't do that. <laughs> she'll send you. She'll send you some DoorDash. <laughs> yeah, she'll do something like that. So yeah, it's it's great. Um, I am gonna walk to. Um, I think I'm gonna walk to the break today, which is this bar restaurant place near us, and uh, mm. grab oh, nice. something. I think that'd be yeah. good. You know, it's a little. It's a little yeah. snowy. Is the problem lots of snow? You know what though? That's like. Uh, that's a great walk. That's really good. You know, fresh air. It's cold air, but it's nice fresh air for you. Yeah, it's why a really not? Good idea. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I'll do the dishes before Kim gets home, so don't worry. Yeah. Oh, the other thing she did all the time, she would always make the bed in the morning. Mm, she yeah. loved doing that. I'm of the opinion that while I, I think that's very nice and it looks nice, no one's going to see it but us, and it, we're just going to mess it up again. Tonight, so no, I have this bad no, attitude no, no. about bed making. I mean, I, I admit there, it. I'm in the. I'm not the normal guy. I don't like it. I don't know why. I just don't. But so that's a whole mess up there right now. Um, there's where was there was a recent survey, and that one's from 2015. There's like a uh, people who make their beds in the morning are happier and more productive. There was like a study. Again, this one is the 2015 one. Um, however, you're not alone. 59% of people don't make their beds. 27% do. Yeah. And the other 12% pay someone to do it for them. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of people who pay somebody else to make their beds for them. That yeah. is a that is a high number. Yeah. It's just, it depends. Like, I, she just has a real, like, a moment of, like, pride with it. She she just like I mean, she likes how, long, how it starts her day, you know. How long does it take? You don't do the full on like, all right, got to pull the covers way up beyond, then flip them forward to put the pillow underneath and create that that covered pillow look of the covered pillow flat bed She does kind of all thing. that stuff, all of it. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me? Not just pull no. it up to the top, throw the pillows on top and call it good. That's what I would do if I were doing it. But I've, yeah. but I'm not even at that step. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a leave it all laying there because I know I'm just going to be in there again, and I'm probably going to have the dog with me tonight, and you know it's just going to be. Well, why wash dishes? They're just going to get dirty again. <laughs> yeah, but they run out. See, so yeah. what you do with like with your with your sheets and stuff when those are you know you've been having those for too long, you need to clean those up. You just rip them off the thing, go wash them, get a fresh pair, put them on. You yeah. make it that day, right? That's sure, the day you sure. make the bed. But then. Between washes, just flip floppy hoo ha. Who cares? Just doesn't just doesn't yeah, change no. doesn't change how I my day goes. You know I'm a I mean? I'm a convert. I used to be a yeah. What's the point of making the bed? And now I'm a nope. I, if, if Tina doesn't make the bed, I make the bed. Like basically, one of us during that whole morning taking turns taking a shower kind of thing. The other one makes the bed, and it, it just makes me feel like a. I don't know, like I've accomplished task one of the day. Like if I do nothing else today, I've got one check mark on the to-do list. Can you bounce a quarter on it or whatever that old oh, thing is? Oh, hell no. No? No, because I don't, t- I hate the tuck. I'm kind of like George Costanza in that way. 
I it drives me nuts if I push my feet to the end of the bed and they're pulled down by the weight of the sheet. Yeah. Tucked yeah. under the mattress. Yeah. Tina likes the tuck. I do not like the tuck. I don't like the tuck either. I'm not a tuck fan. Kim will tuck, but I always kick the tuck out by the. It was when I get in there at night, and I feel a little bad because she did work to get that done, right? To get the tuck done. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mm-hmm. know, I got to sleep. I'm a big long dude. I can't do this. I can't be having yeah. no tuck. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. It's not the only thing can't me and George have in common. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, she'll be home Thursday, and it'll all be fine. Everything will be fine. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll eat normal then, but you know, check in tomorrow. We'll we'll see how it's going. Uh, I did get um, a decent night's sleep though, which is weird. I didn't. I usually, I don't know, when Kim's gone or out of town, I even have weirder dreams. But I didn't have any last night, which th- kind of threw me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have an experience yesterday that I must share because I need to understand the psychology of strangers. All right. Okay. Oh gosh. Good luck with that. I'm. Uh, I'm <laughs> and with every passing day, I get more and more disappointed with the psychology of strangers. Well, it's a, I do too. This was a this is a weird one though. So I'm I just fed the dogs about seven thirty last night, and uh, the dogs are good. They're full. They're happy. And they're jumping around, being idiots like dogs should do, right? Sure. Rainer's sure. still in her stupid cone because she's still prone to licking stuff she shouldn't lick. Uh, on her scar. Anyway, so yeah, yes. there's that whole thing, and they're they're over there doing their thing, and I'm just kind of you know cleaning up after Ripley's water. Her water drinking is like a water park. It's just water everywhere when she slobbers around. Yeah. yeah. So I hear Bing Bong while I'm doing all that. I'm like, okay. oh, who's hit the? Who's here? Who could this be? Hopefully, it's a package or it's something. You know, not. <laughs> I don't want to like visit with anyone. You know. Right. Right. I'm not in the mood for that. So it's your neighbor coming over. Hi, just wanted to check on you. Kim said you'd be alone and want to make sure you're doing okay. Yeah, that would be weird. I would feel weird about that. And so yeah. I wasn't really, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I get the door. I don't really feel like doing this. I go to the door and I open it. And I've got the, it's dark out because it's 730 and it's, you know, we're that's that's the time zone we're in. <laughs> sure. And uh, I open the door and there, and the lights are on and uh-huh. the porch lights, I should say. Yeah, porch lights. Yeah. And this this person of probable it's a it's a, a a boy slash man of maybe 19 20 somewhere in there okay. Okay. so i guess if he's over 18 he's a man he's a know? man yes Te- classified technically and legally as a man anyway standing there and i open it up and like with the most deer in the headlights stare for what felt like forever but it was probably five seconds he just mm-hmm. stares at me slack jawed staring at me mm-hmm and then immediately goes, sorry, and then run, turns this way and runs, runs, just runs. Really? Down the okay. road. Now, what I think happened, I shut the door before I checked. I think he just had the wrong house. Like, I think sure. he was going somewhere where he thought somebody was, and I'm not that person, and I opened the door, and it freaked him out a little bit. But he yeah. didn't say anything other than yelling sorry, turning yeah. tail, and just running up the street. <laughs> okay. And so... It took me forever to fall asleep last night because I kept thinking about this dude. Like, yeah. where did he end up? What was he trying to do? <laughs> did I read this wrong? Was he was he supposed to be? Uh, was he casing the joint? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't no, know I mean, what that's that was. Kind of my see, you're you're much more positive than I am. Like, my first thought is, was he? Why wasn't he expecting somebody to answer the door? Like, you yeah, know, yeah, what? What was he? Because I, you know, you, yeah, waiting to see if he goes to another house would have been the uh, 
uh, would have been the the, the move. Right? Yeah, I should have done figure that. Figure out exactly what the what the end game was. And I didn't. I mean, he didn't go to the house next door, so that made me think that he's not precisely confused. You know how you know how may, you might find somebody's house and go, oh shoot, it's next door. Sorry, I'll go next door. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. But he ran past that. And then I couldn't see him, and then I kind of gave up, and then I just was like, wait a minute, what was he doing? Why would he be here yeah. doing that? And then I never yeah. had another ring. I never had anybody else come around. The cameras were all good. It, it, I, I don't think he... Saw, I, they saw the car drive off full of suitcases and a couple people <laughs> and thought, oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe. It could have been. Maybe he was just Time looking to see to who was home. to get some giant plastic stormtroopers. But it does feel like he's... Uh, <laughs> his running away is a that's not good for his plan. You know what I'm saying? Like you should just sure, say, Oh sure. shoot, wrong house. Or if he is a thief, if he is casing the joint, as the kids yeah. say, yeah. Uh, maybe don't freak out and run away. Cause that just makes you look <laughs> like is, you're doing that. That is a good point. Right. Yeah. That's a, uh, it does kind of make things look sus. Yeah. It was, it was really weird. So I couldn't sleep. Yeah. I just kind of thought about it most of the night. I tried to watch a documentary and I couldn't focus on it. Cause I was thinking about this dude. Mm. And then I slept like a rock. You'd think I'd dream about it, you know, because it was like this thing I'm taking to bed with me. It's a little stressful, not too stressful, but I'm just sort of thinking about it. You'd think that would be the transition. Uh, well, here's the transition. I got a call about dreams and why we take certain things to our sleep. Check this oh, out. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. This is from a, a listener who is uh, commiserating about uh, higher rates of dreaming. And why? Hey, Scott and Brian, this is Colin from Seattle calling in for the morning stream. Uh, I have been, first off, I've got to thank y'all. You've done a great job of entertaining me this weekend while I potty train my two-year-old child. And Brian, I must admit, you, I think, are very much on point when it comes to, I think we take our stresses with us to our dreams when we go to bed at night because for the past three nights, I have been dreaming about potty training and I've been waking up and potty training <laughs> and the only thing that has been keeping me sane in this very stressful time in my life is being able to pop in an AirPod and listen to the sweet dulcet tones of Scott and Brian and the caveman. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference there at the end. I like that. Yeah. I don't see that. Thank you. Uh, uh, it was Colin, right? Colin. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, yeah. No, thanks man. I appreciate that. And I think, there's there's levels of what I believe and what I don't believe with regard to dreams. I don't believe that if you dream about uh, tomatoes, you're you know going to have luck that day, and if you dream about uh, sneakers, you're going to be uh, spend the next day running or something like that. Right. But I do believe that if you're stressed out, boom, that is your place for the dreams are your place basically for your brain to go. Yeah, and like <laughs> put all that out. What's frustrating is I agree with you 100. I think that is your brain venting, but sometimes mm. it vents in a more stressful way. Like let's yeah. say you, oh, go, yeah. you go to bed stressed about one thing, and then the dream is psycho, like all over the place, crazy. You can tell the origin, but it's mm. even weirder, and you remember it all, and you wake yes. up feeling ah, that didn't help me at all. Like feels like. And that feels no, counterintuitive, it like you know? it amplifies it, right? It's like basically, oh, you're stressed about potty training? How about a dream where you're having to potty train 12 kids all at once? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah, dude. Can you it. imagine? <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> uh, oh. It's like uh, it's like keeping plates spinning, basically. <laughs> two, two of our three kids were really great potty trainers. No issues, no problems. Mm -hmm. But Carter, 
I'm going to throw oh, her. I was wondering if you were going to out the kid who wasn't. Yeah. Let me tell you this story. So when I was, uh-huh. <laughs> she was about this age that he's potty training about a year and a half to two years. Yeah. I was laying on, a, or she was napping on top of me uh, while I was on the couch. She was just laying <laughs> on me. And uh-huh. she's little, little tiny, tiny kid. So she's on my chest sure. and she's face down. And I had forgotten that she's been wearing undies all day because we're because tr- we're trying to teach her, you know, hey, you know, pull ups or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're a big girl. We can we can do this. And so she was very excited to have those on. Didn't have to wear a diaper that day. She's taking a nap on me, and I just kind of forgot. And I'm sort of dozing sure. off. And then suddenly, the most horrible <laughs> warm liquid sensation uh. rushes over me, just all over me, and I'm like. Oh my gosh, she's freaking peeing on me right now, <laughs> and I'm half grogged out on a on a nap. And yeah, I don't know where Kim was. She was. I don't think she was even there. I think I was watching the kids or whatever. So I'm just like, and she's asleep and she's not moving. So I'm like, well, what do I do here? Do I shake her awake? Do I, uh, you know, don't shake babies, everybody. I'm not saying do that, but you gosh, know, like, no. do I? <laughs> what do I do? And I think I just kind of like Carter, 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 or something like that. And she's like. You know, woke up and like, like air raid cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I was just soaked, and the couch was all wet. I swear, she held it like an like an elephant. It was so much pee. <laughs> but she's in well, Vegas. She's not going to hear well, me tell this story. She won't know I'm talking yeah. about this. It's fine. She won't oh, be mad. Geez. Yeah, if she was here, I would not tell that story. Anyway, uh, there you yeah, go. Thank you for the call. It's possible she woke up early. She's sitting there like, oh, well, I don't want to wake everybody up to go down to the breakfast buffet. Yeah. Uh, although they're not staying. I know. I guess they're not staying at a hotel. I know where they're staying. But uh, no, they're in a, what do you call it? Our timeshare. Timeshare thing. Yeah. Although I guess they were at the, so they went to uh, uh, Area 51 yesterday. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they did the whole. uh Get the uh, schmear. Meow wolf thing. Yeah. yeah. Carter loved it, of course. It's so upper alley. Of course. Alley. It, yeah, totally. She loved it. Kim had a good time going back again as well. I don't know if anything was different than before. I assume not. Probably not. Unless they were no. doing a special, like you like you had the other day, like a special night or something. But Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think that happened. But they've spent most of their time at the pool. It's nice and nice. warm during the day. Oh, nice. Still yeah. a little cold at night. I guess you'll find out because you're going to go down there at the end of the month. I'll be down there in about three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, no, exactly, exactly three weeks. Yeah, so... You're preparing uh, the way, about this, but right? You're I'm preparing pre- the way. Basically, I there are things that I need to see and do in person, talk to people, get some things planned out that I just talk about my stresses. It's it's more stressful for me to go into parts of this completely blind and just hope that things are the way that that they're described and the way I'm imagining them. Yeah, and it's like you know what? For for two hundred bucks, I can fly out, fly back. Uh, I'll pay for a, a lift. I'll grab cheap food while I'm down there. No no big uh, Chino Poblano meals or anything like that. I'll get to see Mazzula. I'll get to see uh, James and Svet. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and just get things kind of knocked out. So That's a good idea. Yeah. That'll, yeah. that'll put, put a lot of the planning mind at ease, I think. Exactly. It, it totally will. Yeah. Yes. And uh, uh, KT Data, Kevin's going down there this week. What are you going there for, Kevin? Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, man. I wish it's too uh, bad you could have coordinated your. Wish uh, we could have timed that because he's he's so involved with um, with uh, recording stuff that it's like God. It would be great to actually be there to coordinate with him. Dice Tower West. 
is what he wrote. Hmm. Is that Dice a thing? Tower West. Is that like a uh, tabletop uh, convention thing? I thought, uh, I thought Adam um, West's uh, little tabletop playing uh, little brother. <laughs> oh, little Dice Tower West. Little, little Dice Tower West. Never quite had the careers his uh, his brother had. but <laughs> Keeps eating tried. those dice and pooping them out, but gosh darn if he doesn't roll a six every time. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that. He says board game convention. I didn't know they had one in Vegas. Uh, no, I've never heard of that either. Is it cool. large? Like, is it comparable to, say, Gen Con or something? Or... Because I I would love to go to more of those kinds of conventions, but I don't want to yeah. go to Indiana every time. <laughs> you basically you're saying I would like to go to those conventions if they're here. I'd like them to be in <laughs> Vegas. Can they all be in Vegas? Because that's oh a thing. no, Vegas would be yeah, that would be great. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I just want to hop Hell, in the car. I'd, I'd meet you there for some of those. Yeah, yeah, four or five hours. Bam, I'm there. Convention, mm-hmm. get out. Listen, Bobby, I know it's cool at Gen Con. Mr. Cool Gen Con guy. I know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but that's like, uh, that's way out. That's that's too far to go. Sorry. I mean, it's a place, it's a place to go and you can go there, right? They have, they, it's a, it's a place in America with an airport. It is. It's, you it know, is. Indiana, it's, it's a big state. They got a lot of people there. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't want to go. All of these <laughs> All of these things are true. All I have not said true, any but mistruths, it's not, but it's not. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh... <laughs> no, hey, I, I love South, South Carolina is where Gen Con is, right? Yeah, or Georgia. I thought it was Indiana. No. Oh, is that the one that's in Indiana? Gen yeah, Con? I thought it was. Okay, isn't it? I think it is. Might be. I don't know that. I don't know. I was thinking since Bobby mentioned it's. Uh, yeah, Indianapolis. Okay, I was yeah. thinking since Bobby mentioned it might have been in South Carolina. That's how much I know about Gen Con. Um, I'd have a good excuse yeah. to go to South Carolina because we could see Bobby and, and Brian and other you know cool people. I like yeah. South Carolina. That's a cool place. Been to the been to the Indianapolis Star. That's the that's the newspaper. The big yeah. newspaper there. Yeah. How how was that? How was the Star? Did they have? Don't remember the... a thing about it. Like basically, you could ask me to describe the interior of of any newspaper and i probably would be able to describe like the seattle times i went to seattle times and post intelligence or so many times that place i could i could describe to you um visualizing any other newspaper there was one okay oh gosh was it vallejo or vacaville it was somewhere north of oakland yeah um uh, in California, and I, uh, I remember it was the weirdest setup. It's almost like they had a newspaper that took over the space from a uh, a coffee bean and tea leaf. And so <laughs> the computer I had to work on was like in the very front. It was a, it was a desk in the very front corner of the uh, of the um, the space. Yeah. In like basically the the glass, like basically with windows on either side of me, on both on two sides of me. Yeah. And uh, did you have to did you have to greet people as they walked I like in? I, was, and... I know I felt like I was on display there. Like, hi, everybody. Oh, <laughs> yep. Can I pour you? Need me to top that off for you? Yeah, I need some yeah, water. Vallejo and Vacaville, uh, Silver Whisper, both north of Oakland. That was the trip. That was the trip where um, I hit Fairfield, Vacaville and Vallejo, they're all part of the same newspaper group. Group the um, oh, San Francisco. What was it called? The was it Knight Ritter? Ah, oh, can't remember. Anyway, it was a, it was a newspaper group, and so they all had the same um, publisher, and so I just hit all the newspapers all at once. Got all the way up to the the most most northern of those cities, and then drove all the way back down to 
San Francisco to fly out. And on that drive, for about an hour and a half on that drive, I was talking to uh, Julie Peng at ASCAP about podcasting and explaining what podcasting was and what I was doing with Coverville and how, you know, what's the what's the legal way that I can be playing covers and, and doing this sort of thing. Oh, very nice. And, and over the course of that hour and a half with a tree, like my palm trio with uh, wired earbuds in my ears talking on the phone the whole time. And uh, and we came up with a, a contract that worked for uh, um, for podcasting, for uh, wow. music licensing. Wow. Yeah. Up between the two Vs. Vallejo between and... the two V's. Oh no, it was basically between between the F, the V, the V, and the big old SF and at the, the big bottom. Big old SF, yeah. <laughs> that's wow, that's cool. That's a fun. Uh, I would have never known that that deal was was reached that's while when you it were was, there. That's when it was uh, it was consumed. And uh, I Corey, yeah, the Jelly Belly Factor. I did go to that, and because uh, frequently on those newspaper trips, I'd find something cool in the area, and then I would just go do it, like a tour, or go check out a. Uh, a street where you know famous things happened or, or something like that i bet the and jelly yeah, belly when you're factory in fairfield there isn't a whole lot else so it's does the <laughs> jelly belly factory see i my impression would be that it reeks that it doesn't smell good because even though um, the, the individual candies are great when you have the whole thing the amalgamation of the process the waste no. material that comes from it and all that is it is it okay is it what is i it? remember it smelling really good they're not refining the sugar in there they're just you know, basically um, producing the the candy from the the sugar that's already been refined. Usually, a sugar refinery is the is the the stinky. But uh, okay. yeah, no, the Jelly Belly, just like Silver Wisp said, no smell whatsoever. I was even thinking, ooh, maybe it'll smell like fruity in there. Yeah, but I think it might be that they've just got that production area so sealed off. You don't even get the, oh, they're making toasted coconut today, or they're making uh, burnt banana or whatever the flavor is. <laughs> burnt banana. Burnt Yum. Banana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're putting the jelly in the belly for sure over there. That's right. right. But yeah, free samples and you know, you, you a really cheap store to, on your way out, the gift shop that you exit through yeah, has uh, you know the variety boxes. And, and I remember walking out of there with some. It was good. I, exit, I exited through a gift shop the other day. Was, uh, <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, when we took Van to the aquarium. the uh, Oh, sure. They make you go through there, and there's a lot yep. of, like, you know, plushy animals and all this business. Yeah. And um, uh, when I walked through there, there was a dog poo on the floor. Little dog poo. No way, really. Was yeah. it real, or was it like a uh, novelty item that I, they sell? I wondered, because it looked a little why would they have fake. that at the aquarium? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't on sale. It was just on the floor. And yeah. I thought... Well, that's not good. You're not supposed to have pets in here. And then I just didn't want to get any closer to it, so I just walked out. Because I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to know for sure. I don't want to get sure in there. You sure wasn't a baby Ruth that somebody opened the package and it fell on the ground? Totally could have been, yeah. Assumed, could have yeah. been a Twix. Could have been a thousand sure. things. Sure. But uh, that was not my favorite exit through any gift shop. Well, I'll put it that way. Exit, exit past the dog poop. Yeah. And also, I know why they do this. Obviously, it's to get people to buy merch, right? What, dog poop on the floor? <laughs> well, no. But if you're going <laughs> to... They make you go through there because they're like, hey, we'll get people to buy something because yeah. they... they oh, yeah. You know, because how would they not? And, and, it's, and it's more about the kids like, oh, crap, I have to take the kids yes, to the gift that's shop. it right there. Ding, yeah. you nailed it. I didn't yeah. want to take Van through because I knew he'd want every damn thing in there. Yeah. And he He's did. still big on the dinosaurs or has oh, he moved on to something no, else? No, he loves the dinosaurs. He's into... So his favorite things right now, dinosaurs, bluey, all things bluey. Doesn't matter what okay. what aspect of Bluey you're talking about, he's into it. 
Uh, and the third thing was, uh, what did Taylor tell me is really, in, oh, uh, uh, Baymax from um, Big Hero oh, 6. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, very good. That's yeah. a, good, a good third option right there. He'll, once in a while, he'll just be at dinner and he'll look at somebody and go, are you satisfied with your medical care? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> really? That's yeah. great. Yeah. He's, he's such a little weirdo. Yeah. Um, the other day, <laughs> we were laughing or something in the car and it was, we got really loud. It was the same day, I guess. And I hear this. Shh, shh, and I turn around and he's going like this with his finger to his mouth. He goes, he goes, shh, stop talking, stop talking. Shh. <laughs> like, oh, okay, Mister oh, wow, okay. Mister Four Year Old, stop talking. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I'll... no kidding. Be prepared for me to use this back against you at some point, kid. Yeah, you little turd. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, all right then. Those, uh, those, those are the fun things that we've discussed this That's morning. Right. Now we that have to get into the... constitutes your pre-show. That's right. Now we have to do some hard news. I don't watch the news. The news today is brought to you by... Our friends at That Story Show Podcast. They're sponsoring a comedy story contest where you can win cold hard cash. 50 bucks every week. Visit thatstoryshow.com and submit your real life story today. None yeah. of that made up BS. No, don't. The morning wow. deal. Why is that Sorry, oh I don't know why gosh. Fletcher suddenly started talking and didn't wasn't supposed to. Uh, that guy up sometimes. No kidding. Tom Brady, you know the the goat, the great quarterback yes. man. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Brady's well, all time. That's what they say. Deflator. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. That there'll never be a quarterback as good as him. Although there chose, always is. Chose one last. Uh, losing season of football over his wife. That's right. Well done. Yeah, good job. Giselle is just out. Anyway, <laughs> Tom Brady uh, is uh, chasing a stand-up comedy dream uh, after he delayed his Fox Sports gig. Uh, this is a little bit weird. NFL legend Tom Brady has drawn up a game plan for the new career in stand-up comedy, but his inner circle has been trying to talk him out of it, according yeah. to RadarOnline.com. <laughs> <laughs> a website established by Gary Berghoff in the 70s. Just kidding. Uh, according to <laughs> sources, Tom was a terrific quarterback, but he needs to toss the idea or this idea before it's too late, said a source who heard the football star's material. I would actually love to hear the material. <laughs> oh, God, I know. I would love, I'd love to, too. Uh, yeah, said a source. Uh, that source being everybody. Everyone <laughs> ever. Everybody. I don't care if you know him personally or not. I don't think he's cut out for it. Maybe. Maybe I yeah. don't know. Maybe I've never. What if he gets up and does a killer 20-minute set? I don't not know. Not even. There's not even a chance. Listen, I've seen. I think we've seen the guy host SNL, I think. Did we? Hasn't Tom Brady hosted SNL or am I? Uh, Seems like a is thing. He, is he the only footballer who hasn't? Jeez. Well, it seems uh, like you would want to do that to show off your prowess so you could prime everybody for your awesome comedy career, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 2013. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. 2005, Tom Brady hosted with Beck. <laughs> and uh, and Beck was funnier. And Beck was funnier. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the real commercials that they aired after the fake commercials were funnier than uh, Tom Brady. Um, the only the only person I've ever seen, the only like sports figure that that I can think of that was funny on SNL was Peyton Manning, and it was specifically that that uh, he's playing football with the kids, and he's just like nailing him, like hitting him so hard with footballs that he's knocking him over. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. I did see that. Yeah. I don't know, like it just seems like a 
my experience, I could be uh, this could be just yes. me blowing horse poopy here, but yeah. my experience with sports stars, most of them are really good at the sport they're in, <laughs> and then anything else is a little off. Now that doesn't mean they can't go on to be decent commentators. There's plenty of those, you know, ex quarterbacks, ex NBA players, whoever that go on yeah, to be like sure. top notch on the mic color color uh, not color coordinators. What are they called? Color. <laughs> Color commentators. Com- uh, commentators, not coordinators. Jeez. They're coordinating all the colors. <laughs> um, but, you know, so so there's a there's yeah. a future in that. Some of them can go on to do some acting uh, in a couple I of cases. I like Bradshaw is the best example of that, yeah. where you, you go from being, you know, this big sports hero to being very funny. His... He he's his his best comedy though is when he's kind of being the self-deprecating I'm kind of a lunatic or I'm kind of an idiot yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I like that about most people actually. <laughs> I like right. self-deprecation yeah. in comedy. If you don't have that, yeah. I feel like you're punching and like I watched a comedy okay. I don't know how many people have heard of or seen Jim Jeffries in his stand up before. He's an Australian sure. comic, yeah. fairly big. He's got like yeah. two or three specials on Netflix. For the most part, Dude cracks me up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been edgy, and he always pushes the envelope a little bit, but pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And his latest comedy thing, it just was mean. <laughs> it yeah, was like really? mean. Yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to explain. No. I, I need people to see it. Maybe I was in a wrong mood like, or something, like but it felt mean like mean in a David Spade kind of way. Like a no, no, not like a not like that's part of your gig. It's more like oh. he was punching down. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, I don't like that. You know when comics get too big for their own shit and they start punching down? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. You know? Like, Chappelle is a good example. Tally brought up a thing. Like, regardless of where you stand on his comedy, he is one of the most brilliant comics in the history of the world. But he's also kind of knows it now and is kind of a dick about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I need... I need my comics to stay in this, like, humble zone of they always punch up and I mean, whatever. I I say I need them. They can do whatever they want. I don't care. But but this yeah. this this one rubbed me wrong. And I like Jim Jeffries before this set. You'll have to see it and let me know what you guys think. It bugged me. And yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Maybe I'm All up right, in the I'll, night. I'll watch some of it for sure. Yeah, especially the stuff at the end. He just was. I just felt mean. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I need Tom to Brady. Catch up. Yeah. My John Mulaney is who I need to catch up on because that's he's becoming. If if he's not my favorite, he's certainly up in my top three or four up there with like Brian Regan and Gaffigan and Seinfeld of course yeah I'm still but, mad uh, at him for leaving his, what's her his name his style though? of like I went to the airport yesterday <laughs> that's pretty good yeah I still feel I'm a little mad at him for cheating on his wife with uh, well yeah what's her name what's her name is it Olivia no yeah Olivia, Olivia Munn he's with now yeah, yeah right. dead eye Olivia Munn they have a kid now and yeah. everything yeah so he's kind of dicky that way but whatever uh, yeah, but he's funny. He's got Return good of the Dead Eye. Yeah, Return of the Old Dead Eye. <laughs> and I know he had some like opioid stuff, and he's gotten over. I mean, was, it's, you yeah, know, he, good on him, yeah. I guess. But still, complicated life. Yeah. Life is complicated. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's see. What is this? Oh, here's some great quotes. As a comic, he's strictly a water boy. Added the insider. <laughs> Yikes. The Tampa Bay Bucks ego inflated when Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno gushed over him in a recent comedy flick, uh, 80 for Brady. I haven't seen that. No, I have zero desire to see that. No, that sounds I, it bad. It just feels like the most, uh, like, yeah. like every 
there's there's nothing about that that makes me say, well, that part of it could be pretty good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like uh, I like Fonda, Tomlin. I like Nine to Five, and then you throw Rita Moreno into this because I guess Dolly Parton didn't want to have anything to do with it. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that felt like the Dolly Parton part, and she didn't right, want to. Exactly. It's nine to four and a half. Sorry. Uh, let's bring in Rita Moreno. <laughs> A similar age, you know. He's got an egot. Let's bring her in. But uh, yeah, uh, there's zero, there's zero enticement for me to ever see that. Well, these sources say that this experience left him feeling like an all-pro comic. Yeah. So that's why he's feeling his oats there from that. Uh, the ladies were super nice to him, and he did a nice job reading professionally written material in a small part. But he'll be playing a whole different league if he takes up the stand-up stage, says the insider. Uh, yeah, maybe don't do it. Yeah, they, they they managed to stroke his ego enough to to you know make him feel like oh I'm kind of a comedy genius. Great, there's nothing I can't do, and there's part of me that wants to see him just try. Kind of, yeah, I kind of want to like, see him try. Take him down a yeah. many many pegs. <laughs> yeah, and then go back to your giant pile of money and lay in that. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he says, okay, this insider does end with this. He says he does a great impersonation of former teammate Rob Gronkowski. Uh, and his over-the-top Boston accent is hilarious. Oh, I don't think it's enough. I don't think you can do it. It's not yeah. enough, man. That's not enough for a whole comedy career where you no. start touring and no. stuff. It's not going to work. Is, this is what sounds, you know, what it's the uh, the, the comedy equivalent of uh, two guys who have hilarious phone conversations saying, ooh, we should totally do a podcast. This would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should do your Boston accent, and I'll do, I'll do my impersonation of uh, this guy that nobody knows. Yep, that'll be our whole shtick. Yeah. Uh, well, good luck well, to them. Well, I guess, hmm, wait a minute, that is kind of us. Yeah. And, uh, Hold on a second. Oh, you want, mm. hold on, you want, oh, man, yeah, you want to hear my impersonation of uh, James from Same Sex Marriage? Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe we are, we, right, are, the, right. we are the monster. <laughs> Glass houses, everybody. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, here's a thing. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh National Park Service is warning people: Do not push a slower friend down if you inc- if you encounter a bear. No, don't, it, uh, it feels like a thing you don't need no to tell need. me. Why waste your time if they're slower? You're set. Yeah, just get out of there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the National Park Service has some very important tips. It says here. Uh, yeah, uh, MSN.com. Uh, for what not to do uh, if you and a friend encounter a bear in the wild. And they mean like the animal, not the very sexy hairy men in Idaho. Okay? <laughs> not a hairy large gay man. Not gotcha. them. Okay. Okay. okay, just for clarity, I don't you know I don't want I don't want any questions later yeah. about this. Yeah. Um, if you come across a bear, never push a slower friend down. Says the agency. They wrote this on Twitter. Even if you feel friendship has run its course, still don't do it. Yeah. The agency used the lighthearted joke as a segue into some more serious bear safety tips. Here's one. Seeing a bear in the wild is a special treat for any visitor to a national park. Uh, while it is an exciting moment, it is important to remember that bears in national parks are wild and can be dangerous. Oh, well, that's not as funny as their first one. Not at all. I think that led yeah. on. They, they should have had a bigger finish with their. Uh, they guys really should, should have come up. on. Come up with a like, is there a cub pun you can throw in there? Is there like den something? Mm. Um, people in the chat room are pointing out that. Uh, don't don't push your slower friend down. What you need to do is push your faster friend down. Oh because, right, right. Because all of a sudden you become the slower friend. That's right. You're the slower friend. Yes, that's punching exactly. 
See, like we were talking about yeah. before. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe uh, fresh off his uh, opportunity, fast moving comedian Tom Brady could tell these jokes for the agency. <laughs> maybe that's what could happen. Did you see this? Did you see the National Park Service and their latest tweets? They I, said, don't push a slower friend down. <laughs> you guys want to hear my. You should push your faster friend down. <sighs> you guys want to hear my Boston accent? No. <laughs> Come on. It's a wicked pissa. Yeah, it's a zap. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the crowd would go wild. Um, Here's my impersonation of Gronkowski. Hey, I'm Gronkowski. <laughs> Look at me. I sell anything. That's what I do. I'll put my name on any product you tell me to. I'm Gronkowski. Uh, real quick here. Did you have you ever seen a bear in person? Not again. Not the gay ones from uh, Idaho, but the. I've but, seen bears at the zoo. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen like a bear. Like out, yeah, out in the wild. Yeah, out camping and stuff. Um, I don't think I have. I have seen and, one bear. Uh, the bear I saw was in the Uintas, the high Uinta Mountains. It was for a scout camp, and we saw one off in the distance uh, doing something with a log, like pushing a log around with its face. Hello. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it was um, doing something with a log. I don't want to get into it, but uh, let's just let's just table that for right now. And the scariest thing was one night I camped and. Um, when we woke up the next day, it was clear that a bear had been through our, through some, some of our stuff, like rummaged, rummaged through stuff. Yeah. Which we, you know, we tried to, you try to follow the rules. You don't have open containers. You keep all your stuff sealed. Um, all that kind of thing. But even then, like there was a tipped over, uh, cooler, uh, torn up garbage bag that was some ways off, like that kind of stuff. So be careful out there, everybody. You never know when a bear, again, the hairy, the hairy animal, not the hairy man. (sighs) will be there to, to mess with your stuff. Wouldn't it be funny if you woke up in a camp, though, and there was, mm-hmm. like, a big, hairy, leathered-up man digging through your food and your garbage? That'd How'd be you... great. Yeah, like, yeah. honey, I think I think there's a bear in our camp. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys! <laughs> uh, my, my friend Scott Fairborn, who listens to the show, uh, yeah. is qu- quantifies himself as a bear. Uh-huh. He can write in and tell me if that was offensive or not. Okay? <laughs> I don't want anyone else telling me it was because all of you, I don't want you white knighting for my friend Scott Fairborn. If he feels sure, this way, sure. he'll let me know, and then I'll then I'll cop to it. All right. Come on out, guys. This coffee is fabulous. <laughs> See stuff like that. Fairborn no, is is it, Brian. It, has he crossed the line or not? Know. Let us know. Okay. All right. No, because I'm not punching down. I'm not punching up. I'm just, I'm reaching my arm across and hugging. Yeah, you're hugging. You're loving. You're nestling your face in this hairy chest. That's right. Um, the UK is in the new. Oh, Zoe, get ready. Hold on to your butts. All right. Oh no. All right. UK uh, thief admits stealing thousands of Cadbury eggs, cream eggs, oh. before the Easter season, which seems like he a can, real crime. You can have mine too. Yeah, take everything. I don't need any of that near me. No. Uh, prosecutor said that Joel, uh, Joby Poole, that's a cool name. That's a great name. Joby Poole. 32 years old, used a stolen semi-truck or semi-truck oh. uh-huh. <laughs> to tow away a trailer loaded with more than 38 grand worth of Cadbury cream eggs and other chocolate goods. Um, the man who prosecutor said, or prosecutor said broke into the UK industrial park to steal 200,000 chocolate Easter eggs. Pled guilty wow. to theft and criminal damage. Uh, he's also now in a diabetic coma, I would assume, after eating God. all of that. Yeah. 
After uh, one, really. Yeah. He's said to have tried one Cadbury cream egg and his uh, police were able to apprehend him because he was passed out. I even remember as a kid eating one of those and feeling like my day was over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it is too much. And you can't like, ooh, you know, like a chocolate bunny, empty a hollow chocolate bunny. You can bite the, the head off, bite the ears off because you're supposed to. Um, and then just wrap it back up in its foil. Have some more tomorrow. But this is like you can't mm. you can't partially eat a Cadbury cream egg because of all that goo inside. Yeah, the whole the cream part is getting, that's what gets you. That's what gets you. Yeah, there's it your is. problem. It really is the worst part. Yeah. Yeah, that's your problem right there. Uh, it says here West Mer- Mercia Police, I believe, is correct. Sure. Tweeted Monday that shortly after the break in, officers stopped a vehicle, presumably presume presumably purporting to be the Easter Bunny. When you uh-huh. put presumably and purporting together. It's going to stumble. It's going to stumble people. That's all I'm saying. Sure, sure. Uh, to be the Easter Bunny on a highway and uh, see on a highway and arrested a man on suspicion of theft. Prosecutor Owen Beale said Poole gave up when he realized police were after him. Oh no, they're after me! Uh, I got all these eggs. He said. <laughs> uh, he walked. Dang it! I should have put all my eggs in one semi. Ah, <laughs> uh, but my mom always said, "Don't put all your eggs in one semi truck, semi truck." Yeah. Anyway, chocolate guy walked toward the police with his hands up. He was arrested, and the load was recovered. Ugh. Yep, they got it. Uh, they Darn added. It. Oh, I was really hoping. Uh, <laughs> it's a real shame. Yeah. He added that. Unfortunately, pool- all those Cadbury cream eggs were destroyed. Shoot. Oh, it's a shame. He planned the theft and had previous convictions for handling stolen goods. Pool entered a plea of guilty of theft after uh, of a of a trailer theft of its contents and criminal damage to a chain lock. He's expected to be sentenced next month. <laughs> you know what? We'll keep our eye on this hot case and see where it goes. Right. I love it's almost like uh man, it's like the tiniest little thing added on there. And you smell bad. Yeah. And <laughs> like you smell bad. Stealing a trailer, like Grand Theft Auto, stealing property. Oh, by the way, you also committed criminal damage to a chain lock. Yeah. Can't have that, Brian. No, gosh. Can't have it. It's uh, we live in a society, as George would say. The barrister says that's what put me over the edge for this case. <laughs> that's what got me. All right, finally, uh, something everyone's been asking for, and no one will give them. Mm-hmm. Uh, property owners propose a topless cannabis dispensary. Oh, jeez! In a place called Waitley. Waitley. Uh, say Waitley. Se- yeah. Let's see. The town of Waitley Select Board. Oh no no no. It's the Waitley Select Board. It's a select board in Waitley. Where is Waitley? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. WWLP. I don't know where the, this is. I love. Did you get this because of the name in here? No. Where? What? No. Where, where? Oh, we're getting to it then. Okay. I'm liking this a lot. Yeah, okay. Let's, All let's right. Get to this. Let's All get right. where we're going then. Uh, the, let's see. Uh, the idea of opening a topless cannabis dispensary at Club Castaway was brought to the attention of the town of Waitley and their select board last week. During the Waitley Select Board meeting held on Thursday, owners Nicholas Spagnola. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's almost like Nicole Spagnolo messing up her own name. Damn. <laughs> that's f- hilarious. I didn't notice that the first time I put this in here. Nicholas Spagnola. Uh, yeah. And also Ju- Julius uh, Sokol, I guess. Sokol. Sure. Spoke about possible plans for Club Castaway. Uh, this is a big picture of Tom Hanks out front, or what? What's this place like? I want to know. <laughs> Club Castaway. Anyway, uh, Wilson! They, it says here they uh, they bought this place for four hundred and twenty grand, according to public records. And uh, they, I'll say, uh, they had to close it shortly after buying the club due to the coronavirus pandemic. You may be familiar mm-hmm. with it. May you may remember that? Yeah, I've heard. I've heard of that. Yeah. 
let's see. They want to make it. Oh, so oh, they plan to reopen the script, uh, strip club, script club in uh, 60 days and at some point transition to a marijuana dispensary. They approached the Wheatley uh, board about the idea, uh, put it out there for feedback because uh, they want to open this retail marijuana business. They told the Wheatley uh, select board that uh, an agreement is being made with the Shine Diamond LLC to produce their cannabis provisional license and issue uh, that was issued by the Cannabis Control Commission to open a recreational dispensary. The point is, though, they want to have the topless ladies bringing you your weed. Yeah. So, so top, so cannabis, booze, and nudity. Yep. And uh, and this is basically uh, the wild cherry from the movie uh, Walking Tall. Paul Walking Tall. Yeah. I think you yeah. just add the Try marijuana some gambling in there, and mm-hmm. uh, you're all set. Yeah. Yeah. I think they didn't, they didn't show any weed in that movie, but they may as well have. You know. Yeah. They had wood yeah, paneling. They certainly had the meth or the what was it? Uh, what the kid uh, overdose on? Oh, it was meth. I think. Wasn't it, it was meth? meth? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And all his friends. His 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 uh, theme gang of friends yes, were all his theme gang of friends. I'm I'm the heavy set kid <laughs> with my hat on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a black kid, we got an Asian kid, we got yeah. a couple of white kids, you got they all they all have a look. Yeah. One of them's all tattooed up, the other one looks like she's like prep school but is in the wrong crowd. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That movie, dude. We're- <laughs> so so much potential wasted completely squandered it makes me yeah. kind of want to watch the original just to see what the deal is you know i know i know i you could probably just get away with watching the movie clips the 10 movie clips uh with joe don baker taking his shirt off at the in the court case and be sad. yeah yeah because joe don baker everyone likes him i know who doesn't like joe don baker um let me think. I point to the the great film uh, Magnolia. Wasn't that that was uh, Joe Don Baker and Magnolia, right? The game show host. Oh, you're thinking of. Um, oh, I'm mean, I'm thinking of another guy. I'm totally thinking of yes. The ba- other Baker. Yes. The one Dang that it. died just this year, I think. The one that was on Seinfeld. The the yes, the, the, the cop. The yes, cop. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Is it? Yeah, it's easy. I mix those two guys up. Same same thing. I don't uh, mix their faces up, but their names are like ridiculously yes. close. I do it all the Dang time. Dang it! Yeah. What's the name? Ma- I'm trying to put coming up with it. It's uh, uh he's in a Philip bunch Baker of Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. Philip Baker Hall. We knew he was a baker and a Joe candlestick Don Baker, baker Hall. Yeah, Jodon Baker is still alive and was in those um he was in James Bond a couple of times and he was he was uh Felix Leiter. Felix was he Felix Leiter? Or is it Yeah, he was Felix okay. Leiter. I think sure. it was maybe like a, the version. Now I'm questioning everything, Scott. Everything yeah. I know is wrong. I don't know anything uh, today. Hold on a second. Hold on. Gotta. I had a night with no dreams. That means I'm stupid in the morning. Somehow. Uh, he was. Uh, let's see. Oh no, he was a different assistant. He was uh, Jack White. Jack Wade, a different CIA agent that was a buddy to. Uh, to bond Uh-oh. why not make him felix if you're gonna have a cia agent buddy of of yeah why not do James that again yeah. that's the tradition right i didn't yeah. know this so i have i was always it was a big deal back in the day but everybody always said that jeffrey wright was the first time a black man had played the role of felix Leiter. that is actually yeah. not true really? uh yeah in uh never say never again bernie casey not uh, canon uh, oh, that's right. It's not canon. Yeah, that's, a, that's a non-canon, uh, shitty James Bond movie that should be struck stricken from the record. Yeah, Sorry. you're not wrong. Gosh, dang it. So, um, holy cow! Uh, Jonan Baker was in four 
uh, James Bond films as four different characters. Uh, CIA agent Jack Wade and Goldeneye and yep. Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, yep. He was Charles Gray as, uh, let's see, in You Only Live Twice. He was Blofeld in Diamonds Are Forever. Walter Gotell, the Spectre Island trainer from Russia with Love, General Gogol. Um, in, Weird. Uh, Chief of the KGB in six films between 1977. This feels like, oh, one of four actors to appear as both a Bond ally and a villain. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. All right. I was going to say, that was a weird yeah. thing for him to do, to be yeah. all four of those, but now that makes sense. Gotcha. Re- okay. These other people, now I'm, now I'm, uh, there we go. We'll I just remember, tell. I remember okay. when he was in Goldeneye, the movie Goldeneye, right? Played Jack yeah. Wade. Yeah. Um, in the game, in Goldeneye, the game. Yeah, the shooter. You when you played multiplayer, you could be his character, and what oh, really? was great was yeah. it was just because back then everything looked looked like shit, you know. Yes, his head was just like a square with Jodon Baker's face pasted on the front of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, it was really great. Uh, the the whole like lawnmower man 3D graphics yeah. of the uh, of that era. Yeah, so like uh, that's what I used yeah. to love about like the Max Payne face. Yeah, it's just this like snarled up dude, but it's basically on a three polygon head. It's amazing. <laughs> um, all right, we're gonna take a break. When we come uh, back from this break, we're gonna have Bill here, and we're gonna hear how uh, Emerald City Comic Con went. Because, oh, cool! Yeah, Yay. he went there, did a bunch of stuff. Excited about that, and also a little bit of science with Bobby. All that coming up after this break from Brian Ibbett, who has a song he'll play. I do, and I'm excited about this one. So yesterday I was getting music together for the whole week of Indie in the Middles. I listen to everything that comes into a special mailbox that I've set up that filters out specific all the all the emails from specific labels and um, media companies because right. it's always stuff for Indie in the Middle. Sure. And um, and then I listen to one song. And I'm like, oh, this is really good, and picked it for today's Indie in the Middle. When I was driving yesterday uh, for Lyft. I pulled up my phone and usually I just go to the listen now tab and I'm like, Oh yeah. How about churches today? Or how about we do, you know, vampire weekend and essentials or whatever. Right. Um, I saw that this, the song that I pulled from this album was still on the list. I'm like, Oh yeah. Recently played. Let's listen to the whole album. So I played the entire album and I'm freaking in love with this stuff. Wow. If you like, um, the bird and the bee, um, maybe with a little less of the tongue-in-cheek humor of the bird and the bee and Pomplamoose, but you like that sound, um, you're going to love this. This is a band called Miss Grit, M-I-S-S-G-R-I-T. Uh, you might have just seen them on Stephen Colbert. They were just on uh, The Late Show uh, performing the song you're about to hear. This is the title track of the brand new album from Miss Grit called Follow the Cyborg.
As the President of the United States, I ask you, save all mankind. I'll try. Feverishly turning out 350 Pac-Man games every day. The Morning Stream. It's your job to make sure kids don't drown. wasn't aware of that uh tell me who that was again i'd like to track them yeah. down sure that's the uh the band is miss grit don't be uh freaked out by the album cover it's a little weird miss grit and the brand new album follow the cyborg that is the title track now i need to see this album why is it weird is it you freaky do. yeah you kind of need to see Miss it. grit let's see here miss grit follow the cyborg all right uh, i'm looking let's see follow <laughs> I can the put it in cyborg. chat if you need me to. Let's see here. Oh, here we. Oh, geez. <laughs> what do we? Uh, what do we? What do we got there? What is that? Do you suppose? It's almost like uh, the Last of Us. She's uh, instead of it being like um, uh, plant tendrils, it's like wires and cables coming out of her mouth. Wow, that's yeah. uncomfortable. I warned you. I I tried to. You guys all heard me warn him, right? Yeah. Like it's uh yeah. Yeah, I heard the warning, but did I heed it? You, no. You did not heed. I didn't you heed the heard warning. Heard the warning. You did not heed the warning. See, there you go, Chad. This is how she. This is how she continues to be alive. They they plug her in here. Yeah. Exactly. And these are big, like Between- coaxial looking shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And like and you can see other pictures of her like holding the cables. So it's like, oh, okay, so they, you know, they obviously uh, those aren't. 3D CGI added after the fact. No. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. Uh, she's obviously got some good bandwidth, though. Yeah, yeah, clearly, right? <laughs> she's got yeah. all kinds. She's got fiber in there. <laughs> she's got fiber, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to add Bill here. Okay. Uh, you know him as Bill. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, Bill. You know yes. Bill? Yeah. Um, except punish pro- oh there we go all right uh, and we're gonna talk to him so let's do that your bat caves open there bill bill duran fresh off a stink bag trip to the emerald city comic-con and uh he's all back and recovered and well i don't know maybe maybe you change that place and turn it into a giant factory in your factorio outfit <laughs> that's right i don't know but um i enjoyed watching some of your uh, exploits from afar um bill welcome back and also how did how did that experience go Hello, happy to be back, and uh, I want to talk all about that today. Oh, good. Cons in general, because I think if you haven't been to a fan con or a pop culture con, you may not know what's available out there. Um, Emerald City was awesome. It's in Seattle. It's right in the bang smack middle of (laughs) Seattle, and they built a brand new convention center. Oh, Uh, really? Was this there? When when I was driving through there, I saw... I saw something going on. They've been working on it for the last two years, I think. Okay, uh, that must have it, been it's, it. It's right next to I five, so it's hard to miss. Yeah, yeah. I wondered what that was. I thought, oh, is this the? And I'm like, well, that can't be the convention center Bill goes to because that's already a thing. And I guess they replaced it. Where, they, so we now have two, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, the Emerald City took place only in the new one, uh, and it was cool. It was cool to be in a convention center that was purpose built for this era of conventions, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, 10, 15 years ago, cons weren't what they are now. Uh, right. Yeah. So the new place is huge. It's got five levels of like expo halls, panel rooms, and ballrooms. There are a ton of bathrooms. 
very happy for that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Very, very necessary for this yes. sort of thing. Yes. Yep. And uh, something I thought was really cool, there were a lot of, like, anywhere near a railing, they put these sort of shelves uh, about waist height where you could just set stuff down, mm. uh, which you don't think about until you purchased a bunch of things or you got to take your helmet off and put it somewhere. It's great to have a place not on the floor to set things down. So there were like hundreds of feet of these shelves. And along these shelves were both 120 uh, volt plugs and USB plugs. Oh, wow. Just just hundreds of them. Just yeah. like way more than anyone will ever need. So people aren't going to be fighting for places to charge their phone or anything. So you know what that, that tells me? Cool. That tells me that they've, they understood the assignment. They were like, yes, right. Look, the what what a convention is now. This It's no longer a bunch of businessmen walking around with a tiny bag of stuff that they maybe get a keychain here and there and then they look right. at you know whatever the other businesses are doing and then they go home designed, it doesn't work like designed that designed by people who've been to, to conventions yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah or tried to carry uh the hand of ragnaros through a convention <laughs> <laughs> oh sure. my lord no that's great i am very happy to hear that and i assume this is the new permanent ecc home yeah I, i'm wondering the two conventions are halls are close enough that they could probably spill over into one another, but you'd have to walk a block and a half to get to the other one. Hmm. So I don't know if they're going to use the old one as well once this one fills up. Um, but it, it it was pretty full. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's good. That's um, good to hear. It, but was it just it, your typical like uh, you know exhibitors and cosplay and all that stuff this year? Anything special? Yeah, tons of fun stuff. I was there with my brother and his wife and their two boys. Obviously, all cosplaying. Uh, in fact, if you look up uh, Duran Clan Creations on Instagram, you'll find them. Uh, they all they had multiple costumes, which was really fun. <laughs> and then there was lots of fun stuff for the kids to do. There was a Lego room they went back to, I believe, four times because the the boys just wanted to keep playing with Legos. Dude, people love the Lego room. I get that. Oh yeah. yeah. There was LARPing going on, so you could go grab a, a foam sword and shield and go outside and beat the crap out of one another. That looked pretty nice. fun. Nice. Uh, like I you cosplayed. I, you, you mentioned I wore my uh, Pioneer costume from Satisfactory. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised how many people recognize that costume. I guess a lot more people play the game than I realized. I think when they moved, when it when it be, became no longer an exclusive on um, oh. on Epic and moved to Steam, mm-hmm. I think they that, that was a huge boost for them. It could yeah. be, yeah. 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 But tons of people saw it and loved it. Um, my favorite costume that I saw was one of the um, astronauts from Outer Wilds. Uh, oh, just yeah. Enamored with that game. And uh, I don't see a lot of those. So that was cool. Outer Wilds. But there was obviously crazy. tons of other uh, just incredible cosplay there. That's great. Very cool. And you had um, your, did you take the tool with you that you made for them? The hand no, tool? that got shipped off to them. I don't have it anymore. Oh, okay. Yep. I'll have to make another one for myself. Oh my gosh, look at you standing next to that giant... What's that rabbit called? The um, Totoro. Totoro, right, right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, this- Studio Ghibli had a booth there, which I thought oh, was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. Dude, your beard. So, yeah, that's overlooking I-5 there. Keep this beard going. Good Lord. Look at that thing. I- <laughs> yeah. Funny story. My, my beard trimmer broke a week ago, more than a week ago, and I ordered a new one, and it's been delayed. So that's that's the beard story. Oh, well, it's... <laughs> I wasn't uh, planning on having a a, a lumberjack beard. I like that's it. That's what happened. I think that thing is looking... That's looking <laughs> sweet, man. You got to put oil in there, though, right? That yeah, kind no, of... I got to get some beard oil. I don't have any beard oil. Yeah, that's my problem. When I get too long, I'm not... I don't have the... 
gumption to get the oil, so it just turns into mm-hmm. a scraggly freaking rat's nest. I hate it. Yep, yep. Keep anyway. stuff in there. Uh, awesome. So, uh, yeah. so Emerald City was a load of fun, um, but I do know that, I mean, it was big, 75,000 people. Uh, we have several other big conventions here in Seattle, uh, but I know for a lot of folks, they might be looking for something a little smaller, sure. and Seattle has a ton of them. So obviously we have PAX, which is huge. Sakura Con is big. Emerald City is big. But some of our smaller cons are things like King Con, which is a small convention in Renton, uh, just <laughs> just south of Seattle. Yeah. Great name. Uh, yeah. The Washington State Summer Con, which I went to this summer in Puyallup. Yeah. Uh, and then in Seattle proper, there's one called Geek Girl Con. That's a very, obviously, geek girl-focused convention yeah. with, with uh, programming to match. Uh, there's one called Norwest Con, which I haven't been to yet. Uh, there's also one called Brick Con, which is all about Lego, mm. which I obviously haven't been yet because if I did, my house would be full of Lego. I'm sure of it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Wear thick sold shoes when you go yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Con. Yeah. That's happening, yeah. looks like September 9th and 10th this year, 2023. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Look at this. This is cool. This and- looks like fun that's just a smattering of the conventions there are in and around the seattle area and i bet if you live near a large ish city you'll be surprised to find how many conventions there are um if you're looking for something uh there's they've propped up everywhere and there are more than just the sort of general pop culture conventions like emerald city comic-con is really a pop culture convention it kind of spans many different genres and topics but there are conventions for example that follow a specific franchise so i know that there is a specific com- uh, convention for the show supernatural yeah <laughs> there's wow. and almost every show has like their own thing like that uh, i do remember i didn't get to go but there was one for the game destiny really i think it was called guardian con yeah how do they keep every, how do they keep all those angry people happy while they're there? <laughs> they got to feed them right, something yeah. special. I got to give them give them like I don't know, nice coffee at the beginning. And then sit down and just chill right. for, this, for this week. Everything will be fine. Uh, um, there are also conventions for specific genres. For example, uh, there's Wasteland Weekend, kind of a oh, yeah. like a post apocalyptic con, or steampunk conventions. Yeah, uh, there are different tr- uh, conventions for different trades. So, like, I've been to Autodesk University, uh, which is a whole thing in Vegas. But also, like, tattooing has their own conventions. If you're into tattoos, you could probably find a con nearby that just does tattoos. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, of course, obsessed with maker conventions. So, like, I went to Silicon over the summer, but there's also one called Workbench Con, which I believe just happened, and I, th- I think is in Atlanta. I want to say. Uh, and then there's one in the UK called Maker Central that I really want to go to, but I haven't mm. been to yet. Wow. So there's there's something for everyone, quite literally. Uh, so if you've been thinking about it, just take a peek around where you are. I bet you'll find something. Yeah, it's just a matter yeah. of looking, right? You got to just check. I was just looking at some Salt Lake stuff, and there's way more than I thought even. like. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? And don't forget, we're going to be going to... Dallas, I think it is, in uh, November for the Arcade Con, Scott. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Is that this year? That is that's this year. year. Yeah. That's right. We, the, the March thing always seems to come at the exact wrong time with you know regard to the pinball stuff, or the, the I'm sorry, the um, pre, uh, prep for TMS Vegas and, and stuff like yeah. that. So. Or just a yeah. hard month to do it. but It really is. Yeah, yeah. November's good, though. I like November. Mm-hmm. 
November, things aren't too crazy with snow yet in winter. That's a good time. Exactly. exactly. Um, <clears throat> well, plus it's Texas. They don't get they don't get their frozen pipes for another month <laughs> after that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, do. Look around, everybody. Check your own. Uh, do a search for yeah. your own city. In and your own backyard. Conventions. You'd be cons. surprised, yeah, how much stuff's there. And somebody's I'll be got doing you. Fan Expo this year, uh, June in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Oh, my gosh. Uh Sorry, just saw something that freaked me out. Um, the guy that played Rictus in Mad Max Fury Road will be the k- keynote speaker at this year's Wasteland Weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. That's this convention will be perfect in every way. That's right. Uh, he's going to test the mu- she's going to test the fresh boob milk and uh, and uh, the little tiny brother will tell him to go see what's bugging dad. Oh, it'll be great. Good lord. Anyway, see what I um, mean, though he, he's probably not going to headline Emerald City Comic Con, but at Wasteland Weekend, he is a god. Oh, he is a god, yeah. dude. Right. Nathan right? Jones, he's a be- he's and he's even dressed up for it for this thing. You can see he's got he's wearing his like uh, his thing. And this is the shot from the movie. It might be. I'm not sure. Anyway, doesn't matter. Now I want to watch Mad Max Fury Road again. Hey, Bill, that's great. Uh, you always leave us with a little bonus content, and today's probably no different. What do you got there? Oh, yes, I sure do. Um, I've got a video from a channel called Chronova Engineering. It's how to machine a watch gear. Oh, cool. I've been watching a lot of machining videos lately, and making machining things that are very small. Mm-hmm. Is quite wow, a wow. Look at them adding the little teeth to the gear and stuff. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. Right off the right in the first few seconds of the video, I'm hooked. I like mm-hmm. video. I like when videos just freaking get to it, man. Yeah. It's my yeah, favorite. That. I don't need 10 minutes of you going, hey, everybody. I get a lot of people asking me to make a video about this. And I decide I'd finally make a video about if it. If you've never heard of metal, let me explain metal. Like, no, <laughs> start cutting into it. Although I do like Bill's intros. I think Bill's are really good, but it can be done right is my point. And some of yes. them aren't. Oh, for sure. And they're comedic. They're, yeah. They're usually but this really one, funny and they're well done. This yeah. one freaking get right in, start machining your metal. Yeah, people want to see chips fly. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Give the is... people what they want. Oh, That's right, God, damn I it. feel like I should be wearing goggles watching this thing. Or, or you, you know what I want? What I want is this tiny, adorable watchmaker lathe. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it is really cute. Yeah. Yes. You could just fit it in a drawer. It's so so tiny. How does yeah. how does one acquire such a thing? It's probably a thing you can get, right? You just oh, buy yeah. it. Sure. Kind of Craigslist. Know. Yeah. Fifteen fifteen hundred dollars plus. I'm guessing. I'm guessing this is expensive. This device. I could be wrong. Uh, Bill, always good stuff as always, and uh, it's always good to have you back. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're well. Do you think you're? Uh, you know, it's still kind of cold flu, COVID season. Do you? Do you think your uh, your satisfactory helmet protected you from the uh, from any bugs getting <laughs> into, your, into your hole? I had um, a uh, not a surgical mask or anything, but a balaclava on under the helmet, which yeah. covers my mouth and nose, yeah. and I had the helmet on. Um, I couldn't have hurt. And you're yeah, feeling can't, fine. can't hurt. Yeah, and you're feeling fine. And in that worst case, yeah, put well, the, put the stink bag on, and you'd be all set. Yeah, I felt fine for about a week after Dragon Con before I, the yeah, COVID hit true. me. Yeah, that's so right. You succumbed. We'll give it a little time before we sing hooray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do, we'll sing hooray with you in unison. Right. Uh, it's Bill Duran, everybody. PunishProps.com is the place to go. PunishProps uh, is also the awesome YouTube channel. Go check that out. Bill, have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you. Bye. I think I'm going to play a little satisfactory with Bill. Just because, you know, I reinstalled it. It's there. May as well. Uh, might as well use it. Sure. Maybe stream yeah, it. Why not? We'll see. Uh, okay. 
How how are y'all f- set for science today? Oh, not at all. Well, good good news. You don't have to be poor anymore. <laughs> it's time for uh, us to get a little sciency in here. Where's the deal? There we go. Science. Science is uh, our favorite thing to be uh, talking about, really. And um, I don't know if that's true, but we talk a lot about science on the show. <laughs> And, it's definitely uh, we, mine. It's definitely yeah. yours. That's right. Bobby sure. comes on the show and does that very thing. Bobby, welcome back. Uh, hello. Thank you for hello. welcoming me. I spoke out of turn. And, and no, no, no. You always can do awkward. that. You can do that anytime you want. Here, here's the funny thing. Um, Bobby corrected me on something. I thought I had discovered this brand new, no one had seen it before, just out on Netflix, super awesome science documentary about black holes and the, dis- <laughs> and the uh, first visualization that we ever got a couple years ago. And I thought, wow, I'm going to be the one that tells Bobby that this exists sure. and that he should sure. see this. So I reach out to Bobby yesterday and say, Bobby, this this is this documentary. You're going to love it. You're going to love this. And you said, oh, the one that came out in 2020? Yeah, I've seen it. It's great. <laughs> Shit! He's totally, I'm, he I'm totally, sorry. it's old. I'm sorry that my response made you feel that way because you characterize it like I corrected you, but I didn't. You just no. said, hey, have you seen this documentary? And I was like, oh, yeah, I saw a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's it was, it was self-correcting. You didn't have to do anything. It was just like, oh, it came out then? I was going to, rec- I mean, I could still recommend it. We never did it here before, but uh, it was so good. In fact, you know what? You I'll just use, it I'll use this as the thing. This one-time recommendal where we do it on your segment. This, yeah. uh, this thing is called Black Holes, The Edge of All We Know. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix, and it was trending for some reason, which is why I assumed it was new. And yep. I watched it just kind of on a fluke, and it kind of, I didn't expect this, but it covers some of the last years of Stephen Hawking and his yep. involvement in that project. And I didn't know he was even involved. This is how mm. little I knew about wow. that thing. It's a weird, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it was the shot in, this arm, in my arm I needed. I, I don't know why. I, I came away feeling like it was the most hopeful exciting reminder that people are up to cool shit. Yeah, what I like a lot about it is is it gives so we've reached a point in in astronomy and astrophysics and and all this kind of like really far out astronomy that that individuals aren't doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's massive teams of of international teams of of people that are having because there's so much data that that is involved and so the whole thing about this was this this documentary series that you watched was about the um it was about the uh the what was it called it's the new to event horizon is was that what it was called no it oh was no called- no but they call um you're right uh horizon's part of the term yeah, shoot! It's, it's the thing where they describe the they call it hair, uh, where yeah they the the I mean they 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 can kind of reproduce they re- reproduce this in this pool and created a whirlpool to kind of model it, which I thought was kind of crazy given the scale of this thing, but it but it but it turned out to be exactly what they thought because the images they got were based on these theories and anyway I can't remember the name something horizon, but not event yeah not event horizon the idea horizon. Is that- Hair horizon. No, it was like every time you know what's funny? All you have to do is say event horizon, and I picture Sam Neil with his skin all cut up and his eyes gouged out. <laughs> well sure. I can't yeah. help it. Anyway. Yeah, it's but the idea is it's this um it's this it's this uh this this 
combination of a bunch of different telescopes all over the world that have to that had to do the first imaging of the black hole. You remember a couple of years ago, the first image of a black hole came out. This documentary chronicles all the work that went into that. And what I love about the documentary is that it actually humanizes that process, and you get to meet the teams of people yeah. who are working on it. They they really talk to them about it, and you you know we imagine these like mathematicians and these nerds sitting in there crunching numbers, and that they're just like robots that are like beep boop. I need to uh, take picture. <laughs> um, and uh, but no, these all these scientists and and people have like very profound motivations for doing what they do. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, and you really get to talk to like hear them talk all about it and why it's important to them to to explore this part of our universe and to understand what a black hole is and how it works and collect this data and I, it, I you're agree right, the Stephen Hawking angle was was really amazing because very emotional because you're you're following this group of people who are very close with him mm-hmm. and work very close and, with ha- him. and have been for 50 plus years like they've been all yeah, a couple and, of them and they talk about their feelings about how he's dying mm-hmm. in the middle of them working on this project and it's very good documentary it's really really good you're right about the humanization of it and i think that is what really won me over but it also just the excitement in some of these people there's a, a young girl on the project yeah. who's like some kind of genius prodigy isn't she delightful oh my gosh i just want to have lunch with her i want to talk to her all day like i just want to know i want to know how her brain works i want to i want to be with these people they that was the thing i came away from was like the effort to learn and discover is so palpable in this it had a way of making me go, well, the rest of all this bullshit we deal with every day, everybody everybody trying to get, you know, the rage farming and trying to get engagement on horrible issues and yeah. and all these talking heads and all this crap. Like, while that's happening, there's a group of people somewhere else doing some really cool stuff like this. And that's and I, what, yeah, that's science. Like, all those people that you saw in that documentary, that's, sci- that's scientists. They are doing yeah. what they do because they cannot contain the excitement they have about learning new things and that's really all it boils down yeah. to but it, that documentary does a great job of showing that it, it does it gets it gets in the weeds on the technical and it also stays very human and I, i'm not used to that with these kind of docs so uh highly recommend it don't know how i missed it before but it's yeah. it's worth your time if any of that sounds interesting to you all right bobby you probably brought an actual package of science material with you uh, what did you yeah a fun have? little a fun little thing that i read about um but i got a question for you first how do you get water out of your phone or your smartwatch if it gets if it gets I don't. I just throw it away, buy a new one. Uh, no. I mean they say they don't say putting it in, they say putting it in rice and uh, I'll be honest, I did that once after uh, jet skiing and my the the watertight container that I thought my phone was in got filled with water. And uh, it didn't work. I had to go buy a phone the next day. <laughs> oh, it didn't do it. So I've done no, it in rice, no, it and it work. did work for me. Um, did it work for you? Okay, one wow. time. But I've had other, excuse me, other devices where that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I'm so guessing it's real maybe, hit and miss. And th- this isn't about the rice thing, mm, but sure. do you think maybe Scott that the reason it worked sometime and didn't work other times is because it just doesn't work? 
Uh, entirely possible, yeah. <laughs> and they're just yeah. you just happen to be lucky that the water you did yeah. get in there the first time you think it worked. I mean, here's the, get yeah. to the worst, the bad place. Here's a weird thing we used to do when I used to work for this uh, computer company. Um, we manufactured computers for the university accounts and stuff like this, and it was like kind of a I don't know small company, but we mass produced these PCs, and we and we're talking like Pentium era era of PCs, and um, they used to have these big clicky, you know. Honeywell keyboards everybody loved and we were buying those yeah. like crazy and I had two of them and the problem they were great but the problem is they got really dirty really quick I don't know why and they were white so that was part of the problem but they also would just mm-hmm. get stuff in them and we would wash those in the dishwasher without any um, mm, uh, sure. soap so we wouldn't use detergent but we would wash the, the three or four of these keyboards in the dishwasher for a full load and then we just let them dry, and if he gave it a day and then plugged them in, they were 100% fine. They worked great. Yeah. So I think it was always an issue of if it worked either with, with or without the rice, there was a good chance that it was the kind of electronics that if it just dries and you're not getting any kind of real corrosion, you're going to be fine. But if it's something where stuff can get in there and really dink with you know important bits, then you're, then you're screwed. Yeah. Like if I drop my phone in the yeah. tub, I'm more confident – uh, that I will have uh, no problem with it later than I am if I drop my Steam Deck in there, which is full of vents and fans and yeah, right. all this other shit. Well, and plus, you know, the phone, our our phones, they're they're water resistant and waterproof to a certain level and and stuff like that. Right, more so than they were, you know, <laughs> ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's true. The uh, the the deal with that, and then I I'll talk about what I'm going to talk about. But yeah. the deal with that is I've done a lot of research over the years on this whole idea, this whole question of rice, and the consensus is that rice almost certainly doesn't work. Um, mm-hmm. The even if it does work, maybe a little bit. Uh, that the risk of um, of starch from the rice getting into and gumming up the electronics is far greater. Um, so it could make it worse. Mm-hmm. Silica packs, people talk about, they might work a little better than rice, but still don't work really well. I Mm. save those, right? Like, you know, you get some uh, filament comes, a lot of times filament comes with those packets. And I save them just in case it's like, all right, I need to dump these into a container and then put some electronic in there that that got water in it. Right. Yeah. The the main, the thing that's going to work the best is just getting it opened as much as you can and exposing it to air, preferably moving air, like with a fan. And the thing about silica packs that's great is that, that unlike rice, the silica packs aren't going to hurt anything to try. Unless you eat so, them. Yeah, don't eat them. That's right. something I would avoid. <laughs> God, no. Yeah. It yeah. tells you right there, do not eat. Yeah, do not eat. Well, felt- that's the benefit of rice, right? Like, you can eat it when you're done. Yeah. But, <laughs> you but can. it might mess up your phone. I don't know if I want to eat rice after it's had my phone in it for a day. You, you, can. Know? you can eat rice. Yeah, you can right. eat rice. Then you can We're- eat rice! We know that. We know it from a for a fact for years now. But... What if I told you that some scientists have gotten inspiration for a method of getting a device to eject the moisture, to eject its own moisture hmm. from itself? Sure. And that inspiration has come from the way a tiny insect pees. <laughs> Wait, so, my watch does this. Yeah, I was going to say the Apple Watch farts out a little water when it's wet. And yeah, it does right. it like that, right? The speaker goes, and it just <laughs> it just poops out the whatever exactly, water or moisture is yes. in there. So is that where that idea came from? Was from I don't I don't know if that's what, but they could use this this insect 
um, what they could learning from this insect to maybe improve that process. Interesting. Um, so the insect is called a glassy winged sharpshooter. Right? <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's um, and it's called a sharpshooter for the reason that you're thinking. Um, it's a, it's about a half an inch long. It's very small. And it's part of, there's a sharpshooter family of insects, so it's it's part of the sharpshooter family. And and these insects, they hang out on plants, and they have really sharp needle mouthpieces that poke into the plants and suck out the xylem fluid from inside of a plant. So all the, all the fluid that's moving around in the plant, that's how they get their sustenance. They steal it straight from the plant. And um, since that water is so, since that fluid that they're eating is so watery, They've got to like like me all the time when I'm on the show because I drink so much coffee. They've got to pee constantly. Yeah, they're just constantly having to pee because of because of all this water that's sucking. So how do they do it? Well, they carefully secrete a tiny sphere of liquid from their I guess it's their anus because <laughs> um, they only have the one hole, right? You know what? Just to irritate um, Dr. Uh, Tolbert, I will call it the cochlea one more time. There you go. Oh, Keep there going. you go. Nicely done. Yeah, he hates that. Cochlea. Yeah. I refer to it every Here, time and there's like a weird egg sack or some kind of bung thing on a on a bird or yeah. a whatever, and they're always someone will say, what is that? Oh, that's just the cochlea, which is not correct. Right. Anyway. That's not correct. Not no. even for birds. It's the wrong word. Right. right. It's totally wrong. <laughs> anyway. Um, the, I sent you a link in the thing that you can actually see uh, a very close-up um, image further down in this article of this uh, of this insect's anus. Um, so it's <laughs> not safe for work, I guess, but it is. It's fine. It's not safe uh, for bug work. If you're a bug. Yeah, exactly. It's not, you're not safe gonna get, for You're not going to get anything dug, done while you're at the office today. Just know that. Yeah, which if you're an ant, then that is your insect work is digging. You're not going to get yeah. anything dug. Yeah. Um, so they, so they, what they do is they, they secrete it a little bit. And if you're on the stream, you can, if you're here live, you can see a video of how it works. <laughs> this is great, dude. Should, he launches yeah. it like a little, like a little, Brian, I'll give you this link. It's like a, yeah, um, please do. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm seeing it right now. Captain Kipper, I think. Uh, it's like a weird catapult. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's like a catapult. Um, so they don't let the, the little drop fall off. They yeah. just catapult it away with this Fling. like feathery-like spoon that connects to the base of their anus. I want to oh, do yeah. this. This is how I want to pee. Sure. Like, I want to stand way back. Like, go to the air, airport bathroom, right? Men's, men's yeah. bathroom. I want to stand 20 feet back from that <laughs> urinal. And I want to launch it like this. It's like a weird Pez dispenser kind of thing. It does. It's like it fills up and then yeah. boop, they get rid of it. And then the next yeah. one fills up. And <laughs> Absolutely wild. That's crazy. The cool thing about this, though, and the reason that they're considering for electronics um, is because it 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 uses it's a it's what's called it uses what's called super propulsion. That's what they call it. OK, OK. Um, and the, and the idea here is that that water droplet actually launches away from the insect faster than their anal catapult can <laughs> can actually move. So if you if you measure the speed that 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 part on their the catapult part, yeah. If you measure the speed that that actually moves, the droplet is moving faster than that. Yeah. And that's weird, right? Like, how is that possible? But they're able to they they've been able to determine that it's because the drop is small enough that there's an elastic due to surface tension on the drop there's an elasticity to the droplet yeah and so it's it's like it's a it's like a bouncy ball of pee 
that that it's able to launch away and because it's bouncy on its surface it it's able to launch faster than than um and so that means it's low energy it takes less energy so for small electronics like your apple watch yeah that um you're trying to preserve battery life uh this is a sort of a low power way to to deal with moisture if you need to get rid of moisture from inside that makes perfect sense um yeah. It's just wild though. I always, I mean, you, it's not the first time obviously that nature informs innovation. Sometimes you'll mm-hmm. see the way an animal will behave or the way something works. And then we're like, all right, uh, why don't we try that? I mean, hell, the way we use computers are all based on, you know, human constructs. I'm putting right. a file in a folder and like all, all operating systems basically operate under that assumption that that's at least from a visual standpoint, I'm not talking about you nerds who, you know command line everything but you know what i mean like it's the the construct of folders and files and and a little can for your waste things you're throwing away um you know that's how we roll so why not learn from a natural source and implement it right i mean nature the natural world has spent you know hundreds of millions of years evolving these processes they've been doing the r&d for a lot longer than us yeah um so why not just stand on the shoulders of these of giants, very tiny giants? Yeah, tiny giants. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, because and it makes sense that they would have evolved this process to be super energy efficient, right? Because they're they're sucking this fluid that's mostly water from inside a plant, so there's not a lot of energy in each drop that they get. So they need to the process of getting rid of it needs to be very efficient so that they're not using more energy per drop that they're peeing out, you know? Right. Yeah, that's wild, dude. Yeah, I absolutely is. love this. Um, and uh, what what prompted this? What were you like? How did you run into it? <laughs> what did you search for that, that landed you on this? Yeah, I need an origin I, I read story. A lo- I read a lot of science news, and this one just came across, and I thought, I thought insects great. catapulting pee, this is perfect <laughs> right for TMS. Up, right up the alley of the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, um, I think that there's, this is a good opportunity because we talked about that documentary. It's a good example of what I mean. And also you bringing this up. I feel like here's this is just an idea. Immerse yourself in scientific study. And I don't mean like try to discover things, but just learn about what already is out there if you want. Even if it means just perusing things on Wikipedia and going deep sometimes. Because I am telling you, it's cathartic in this world right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. without, I feel like that was like a high point for me to like delve deep into a thing where I just had to do this. It wasn't about drama or plot points or anything. It was just, what does a black hole look like? What do we have to do to see it? How long is it going to take us? You know? Yeah. Um, or in this case, this just understanding how this little bit of nature works. You know, another way to do this, watch a nature documentary, a good one. Don't go watch ancient aliens on freaking history channel. <laughs> Watch like a real thing about nature, like stuff we know. It's yeah. just really cathartic. Maybe we'll pull out of our shitty funk if we'll just focus on that kind of stuff, you know? When people, a lot of people sit on the toilet and go through Facebook and Twitter and, and, and stuff, but I, 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 uh, I, I link surf on Wikipedia. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's cool, though. Nothing wrong with yeah. this. I like this idea Nothing a lot. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we're on a we're on a we're on a new uh, trajectory. Everybody, let's be better, <laughs> better humans. Uh, all right, Bobby, this is awesome. Uh, uh, what else was I going to ask you? I had something else to ask you. I don't remember what it is. 
Uh, oh, I know what it is. I'm very excited about this. I don't know if this is really doxing you or anything, but he's coming to Vegas and he's bringing his wife. We get to meet Mrs. Uh, Frankenberger. Franks. Miss Franks. Yep. Her yeah. name's Stephanie. So. Stephanie Frankenberger. She's she's the uh, she's also very smart. Um, Have you? We had. <laughs> I hesitated to She'll say that because right I realized I was saying I'm very smart, <laughs> and so is my. <laughs> how how much have you prepared her for for the debauchery of TMS Vegas? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. How much? I mean, yeah. not like we we're have going, some secret orgy going on or anything. Yeah. It's not like that. I, we're go, we're going in blind. I, I you're told just her never that invited, is, Scott. Oh, is that it? Okay. Kim and I drive away, and they're like, "Okay, they're gone. Go, go." <laughs> Boo! Everybody, close off. Close quick. off. Quick. Show me your boobs. Oh, he's coming back. Quick. Uh, <laughs> she, she's yeah. very excited. So, I'm excited uh, to meet her. I I, I yeah. feel like I don't know. I've, you mentioned her a lot. I always I'm big on people's families and how all that's going. And obviously, uh, she sounds awesome. So I can't wait to meet her. Will you feel like uh, you know uh, self conscious about wearing the silver lame jacket in front of Stephanie? Oh, oh, absolutely not! And oh. it was uh, it was it was pink. Um, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, pink. Yeah, I guess. And you I sleep guess. in that. I was so picking she's... up the uh, the the color from the the video game plays. No, <laughs> Stephanie lives with me. She knows who I am. There you go. No, you're like you're like us. You're not putting on some show. You are who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind. I mean, there's there's things I do in Vegas on a solo trip that I don't do when I'm on a trip with Tina. Let's just you know. Oh, hey, now doesn't have anything to do with strip clubs or anything. But I'm you know I'm slightly (laughs) a different. uh, Yeah. 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 Every one of those guys flicking cards. Brian actually goes up to him and says, "Give me one of those cards." Let me see. Cities in your mouth. Yeah. Long callback. Oh, big time. I love it, though. All right. Uh, Bobby, always a pleasure. Check him out everywhere you find Bobby. Uh, you'll uh, you'll tell us now where to get your podcast, because that's the place where the real magic happens. All Around Science. The name of the podcast is All Around Science. We talk about science every week, science news, what we find interesting in science. For example, just this past week, the episode that came out yesterday, Mora talked all about um, some cooking science. We talked about the the chemical reactions that happen to make to brown food and and gluten and stuff like that so a lot of ah, chemistry, science chemistry or cooking chemistry yeah we should talk about gluten on here sometime just about whether it's uh as big a deal as everybody says or how it actually we should works. maybe i'll put mm-hmm. it on a short list yeah put it yeah. on your short list oh. will you please do it's bobby franks everybody have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time brian hold your hold your cross your fingers i am i am all right so here we go so good. oh did we make it did it work? Can you hear me? You seem to. I can hear you. Yeah. Woo! Good. Yeah, it's and like, it's weird because it happens like minute or like seconds after he disconnects, right? Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's not right away. So I but I think we're out of the woods. I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, cool. It's not flipping. Maybe they fixed it. I don't know. You never know with these Discord mm-hmm. people. I both love and hate their app. Uh, speaking of which, join us on our Discord, please. Uh, Frogpants.com slash Discord is where you can do it. It uh, requires nothing. You don't have to be a special member or anything weird like that. Um, anybody can be there, whether you're a patron or not. Uh, Discord is for the community, and it encompasses everything that happens on Frogpants. The TMS group is a very active one on there. Mm-hmm. So please come be a part of that family. Oh, and I created, I just did it yesterday. I created a, a whole new channel, text channel, dedicated to contests and giveaways. And oh, cool. uh, smart. I started with uh, just some random stuff here, but 
who knows what that could be? Dunaway could do some of his his uh, things he's been working on with his retro uh, 3D printing. Sure. Or Brian may have something to throw up on there. I could give give away some 3D printing stuff that I just – why am I keeping this kind of stuff? Exactly. It's really cool. And it's dedicated so that when people enter in there to win, there's – it's not plugging or clogging up some other channel. It's just all dedicated sure. to that. So anyway, lots of reasons to join and no excuses not to. Check it out, uh, frogpants.com slash discord. And if you'd like to support the show in a more meaningful way, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. Be one of the many folks who get art in the mail, pre-show content every week, no commercials ever, and other great benefits you can only get by being a patron for TMS. That's patreon.com slash TMS. That's going to do it for us today. Unless you have anything else, Brian. I don't want to assume. Uh, no, I got nothing. I oh, got tonight, uh, 3.30 Mountain Time, me and Dunaway doing uh, Play Retro. That's today's Talking Mist. That's right. Yeah, I'm tuning in for that for sure because I'm excited about uh, I like Mist. Yeah, it should be I fun. like me some Mist. Mist is a good time. Um, okay, I think that's going to do it then. Let's get out of here with a song. Sure. Now, uh, Baloney Ninja sent in a request last month. And he made the mistake of not putting a date on it. He basically left the date of request open, which is um, not good if you're uh, requesting a thing for your birthday. It kind of disappears. So he says, hey, Brian and Scott, longtime listener and occasional requester. My my birthday Birthday. is February 18th birthday. (laughs) His mom was a birthday for her, I guess. I don't know. What's that? Maybe his mom had a birthday, if you know what I'm saying. I remember uh, Kane had a birthday in Alien. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. But it was yeah. a, well, a sad it was a sad. Happy day. birthday. Yeah. Uh, but that falls on a Saturday. So whenever you have an open spot, feel free to fulfill my request, which is I just want the worst cover song Brian has in his library. Mm. A reggae remix of Baby Shark or Toto's Africa with Kazoos. Whatever is the worst cover you can find. And not any of those William Shatner songs. Those are actually pretty good. Thanks a bunch. Baloney Ninja. P.S. It's Baloney that's been trained in the art of ninja to answer a question that we asked last month. And and PPS, those examples actually do exist. Oh my gosh! Okay, let me ask so, you yeah. this, Brian. I yes. have you always held, in some regard, a song that you consider to be the worst cover of all time? Or did I've you- held many songs, and it's hard for me to do that because the fact that somebody's willing to put themselves out there and record a cover is, you know, that already is something elevated over. Uh, over almost anything I've done. I have recorded a cover myself, and uh, people know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, but there are, you know, there's the two different kinds. There's the ones that's like, all right, well, this had no hope of being any good. And I feel like um, this, William Shatner is kind of the great example of that. It's like, all right, once you hear the first William Shatner cover, you know he's never going to do a cover that's just like fantastic, spot on. I will argue the Ben Folds cover of uh, Rock in the Suburbs that uses William Shatner to great effect is about the best thing that William Shatner has ever done musically. Uh, and stuff like Wing, it's a very easy thing to go with Wing and her cover of Back in Black because that thing is so horrendous. Yeah, I, I struggled with this today, Scott, and yeah. I think I found the one that is going to hurt the most ears. Again, Mike Tyson covering uh, One Night in Bangkok, too easy. Can't too, use it. No big Way deal. too easy. Yeah, I get it. All right. So this is a guy named Eilert Pilarm. And he is, I think his nickname is the Swedish Elvis. I should have actually looked this up before I started. But his nickname, oh, God. 
The Swedish Elvis. All the right. Swedish Elvis. And if you, you find a picture of this guy, too, I'm going to send you a link because it's uh, <laughs> something to behold. Does he, so I assume uh, he dresses in some sort of Elvis Elvis yes, thing. Okay. Yes. Uh, he's a Swedish Elvis impersonator. And what you're about to hear is a cover of uh, the Elvis Presley song, In the Ghetto, that sounds like Eilert is hearing it for the first time himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds bad. Sounds yeah. bad. I can't, I can't, I don't think there's any way I can set it up any better than that. Yeah. You'll just enjoy this. Uh, here you go. Here is uh, Eilert Pilarm from the 1988 album, sorry, 1998 album, Eilert is back, and a cover of In the Ghetto. All right, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the show. We'll see you then. On the calling gray Chicago, morning a pool, little baby child is a bone in the ghetto, and his mommy cried. Cause if there's one thing that she don't need, it's another hunger the man to the feet in the ghetto. People don't understand, a child need a helping hand. Who hell grew to be an angry young man someday. Take a look at you and me, all we to blind to see. Or do we simply turn her head? Look another way when the world turns. And a hungry little boy with a brown place in his street that's cold when he's blown to the ghetto. And his hunger burns. So he starts to roam in the street and at night he learns. And one night in desperation, a young man breaks away. He buys a gun, steal a car, tries to run, but he don't get far, and his mommy cries. As he crawled his run, an angry man plays down in the street with a gun in his hand in the ghetto as her young man died. On a calling gray Chicago morning, the little baby child is born in the ghetto and his mommy cries. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. The shine that looks a foot deep. Oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.